Hi, and welcome to the new science of physical health. My name is Shane Stubbs. I'm your host. I have a Bachelor of Education in Health and Physical Education. The new science of physical health, in my opinion, began in 2009 when Professor Stephen N. Blair published a peer-reviewed research in the British Medical Journal called The Biggest Public Health Problem of the 21st Century. Over the past two decades, I've interviewed professors in medicine, cardiology, childhood physical activity research, cognitive neuroscience, exercise physiology, exercise science, public health, sensor engineering, open heart surgery, pediatrics, endocrinology, and more. On November the 1st of 1989, I took a phone call from my mother where she said these three things. Love, dad's died. My father was just 46 years old and had died from a sudden and massive heart attack. I went to work for the National Heart Foundation of Australia as a fundraising manager and an education officer. I wanted there to be an expert roadmap. Right now, there is so much of these professors' work that remains almost a secret to the general public. It's time to get it out there and for anyone to listen to for free. I hope that these lessons that in this radio show can be for my son who is not yet a teenager so that he can at least have an expert roadmap called the new science of physical health. I never want him to be in the same position as his grandfather whom he never got to meet. I can't wait for you to dive into the new science of physical health. Well, that little sound signifies the start of today's radio show. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the New Science of Physical Health. And I am Shane Stubbs, and I can't wait to get tucked into today's show called Physical Health Secret Number 4. It's the fourth one in the series that we've been going through, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you today. Now, just before we kick off on today's show, Physical Health Secret Number 4, I am so excited about this. I got an email yesterday. It's Sunday here in Australia. And an email came in all the way from Norway, even though it's very close on an email. It's a long, long way away. I got an email yesterday from Professor Ulrich Wisloff from Norway. And he is from the Norwegian Tech, uh, University of Technology. And I want to tell you a little bit about what's coming up that is going to be in addition to the podcast series. We are going to start, the professor and I, so it'll be the professor and myself, we're going to start an online TV show called Physical Health Secrets. Now, let me just tell you, before we tuck into today's episode, just who Professor Ulrich Wisloff is, and I cannot wait to share time with him, with you, in our new show coming up. Now, we haven't quite got it all planned yet in terms of uh, the time, the date that we're going to start, so we'll keep you posted as to when that's going to happen, but it'll be a weekly show that will be pre-recorded, and it'll drop, and season one is most likely going to kick off sometime in October. So it's going to be called Physical Health Secrets from the professor and myself as the interviewer. I've already interviewed him once, and I have an hour of footage, and in just a moment, I'm going to let you hear a little bit of Professor uh, Wisloff. I almost said Professor Orsloff. Sorry, Ulrich. Um, and he is the greatest guy. He and I are around the same age, but his experience is mind-blowing, and his research and his background in cardiology and exercise physiology. So let me tell you a little bit about who he is. Ulrich Wisloff is a researcher, a professor, and an entrepreneur in the field of exercise physiology and the head of Cardiac Exercise Research Group at the Norwegian Technology University in Norway. 
He is uh, also at the, at the Department of Circulation and Medical Imaging. That's hard for me to get these words out. This guy is such an academic. I'm so excited that he and I are going to be doing something together. So he's at the, it's called the Norwegian University of Science and Technology. That's what it's called. And he's also an honorary professor, can you believe this, at the University of Queensland in Australia. I couldn't. When I spoke to him the first time, I couldn't believe that he's half a world away and he's been and spent time out here in Australia. He was appointed professor in 2008 and quickly built up an international transdisciplinary and competitive group and as documented as greater than 280 peer-reviewed publications and 72,000 citations. According to Google Scholar, he figures among the world's foremost so the number four most cited scientist in the field of exercise and the most cited and the most cited exercise physiologist worldwide. I am just beside myself. Of all the professors that I've ever wanted to interview and work with, what you're about to find out in our new series coming up called Physical Health Secrets, professor that's an online TV show that'll season one will drop. It'll be weekly. Be a thirty-minute show. Professor Wisloff is the number one person that I would have ever wanted to do work with. Many of his publications demonstrate his capacity to translate basic experimental research into clinical use in a short time frame. He is working on projects related to optimizing the benefits of physical activity and exercise in health and disease and utilizing technologies to improve exercise and physical activity adherence. Professor Wisloff and his colleagues provided the first causative evidence that low exercise capacity increased the risk of heart disease, and his specialty is in cardiology. The study that he did, published in the Science in 2005 with commentary in Nature Medicine, was ranked as one of the most important papers in metabolism at the time. They subsequently showed that high-intensity physical activity was safe to lead a superior improvements in something called cardiorespiratory fitness and its impact on cardiac function and decreasing heart failure in patients. His line of research formed the basis for his research group, which later studies showing that optimal results with high-intensity exercise and physical activity in various lifestyle-related disorders. So, Professor Wisloff has worked with the American uh, American Heart Association and now uses his work and some of its groundbreaking papers, especially the one that was published in 2016 that talked about doctors and is a seminal piece of research that I work with that talked about medical doctors are now recommended to be using cardiorespiratory fitness as one of the main, if not the main biometric that they should be discovering inside their patients. That show is coming up, everybody. I'm really excited about it. Just stay tuned. You'll hear about it here on the podcast, The New Science of Physical Health, first. In the meantime, let's get back to today's episode called Physical Health Secret number four in the series. And as you know, if you've been listening to the first three, there are five of them. So we've got one more to go in the next episode. So here it is. Listen to this. I'll usually say it twice so it can sink in and we can get into it straight away. Impact can only be acquired through effective feedback. Improving physical health requires automated feedback. Let me say it again. Impact can only be acquired through effective feedback. Improving physical health requires 
automated feedback. The critical point about physical health feedback is that it must be during, in my opinion, the actual time that you're participating in physical activity. As a subject, the one that I'm involved with on a daily basis, health and physical education, it is the only one where I can think of where modern technology makes it possible to give you clear learning intentions and clear feedback, instant success criteria, immediate progress, and what's called instantaneous feedback. As a result of, is the, well, the question is, is the physical activity you're doing actually making an impact and you can get it in real time? I don't, I don't know whether that, I don't think at all that I've seen in all the other faculties that exist in the education system, whether or not you can get instantaneous feedback. When it comes to physical activity and physical health, because that's what we're looking at, physical health circuit number four, you can get instantaneous feedback that can let you adjust your performance so that you can get an improvement. All of this comes from knowing your heart rate whilst participating in the physical activity. Tracking your heart rate, though, will not, this is really important, it will not tell you anything about your health. Professor Wisloff, that's one of his um, preeminent statements, if you like, or position statements, even though he's a specialist in cardiology and exercise physiology, I've seen a quote of his um, uh, in some of the websites and the research that says, tracking your heart rate will not tell you anything about your health. So a prominent feature of the My Child's Healthy Life Project in the new science of physical health is how heart rate is the single most crucial tool that anyone can use to measure your individual response to physical activity. If you don't know currently what terms like these terms mean, intensity blocks, percentage of heart rate, active heart fitness score, personal activity intelligence, uh, resting heart score, recovery heart score, and all of those mean you will soon learn it as you go through more of this podcast series. Learning the language will give you the feedback, the understanding of the feedback that you need to make an impact on your physical health by learning those terms and more. So here's a summary of the feedback that I think is the most important if you're ever going to use health secret number four. These are the things that you need to be involved in understanding. Your estimated maximum heart rate, your heart rate when involved in physical activity of any kind. This includes incidental physical activity. So that means not stuff that's planned, but stuff that you might do. I'll give you an example. For example, you might be running late to get to the bus stop, running late to get to the train station, and you have to move your body a lot faster than you normally would to get there on time. Well, your heart rate could go up. That is not planned physical activity, but if it went up for one minute or two minutes, then that will make an impact on your health. You also need to know what your heart rate number is. Will it, Will you reach during, this is, I believe, this is the most efficient. I'll talk about it more in depth uh, in another episode. But will your heart rate reach 80% of your maximum heart rate in planned physical activity? Because that gives you the most impact around that number. 80% of your maximum heart rate gives you the most impact in terms of the amount of time you spend in physical activity compared to the result of protective physical health from the physical activity you did? Do you understand your recovery heart fitness score, your resting heart fitness score? Do you know how to get your active heart fitness score calculated, which we'll talk about in another episode? 
your um and do you know your active heart fitness score ranking for your age and gender and then do you know what your personal activity intelligence points are now that particular topic i will not go into depth just a bit here at, at this point in time but personal activity intelligence points is the centerpiece of the new science of physical health because that is what Professor Wisloff from Norway has actually invented and has so much medical research behind him. And in fact, the free software that comes with that, totally free for anyone listening to, at all around the world, not just listening to this show, but for anyone, the software that comes with personal activity intelligence points is has now been downloaded over 10 million times and is being used by people around the world. The goal of this episode, the new science of physical health, physical secret number four, and all the other episodes coming going forward, is that we can teach you how to use a whole lot of stuff for free that will make an impact on your physical health outcomes. Now, if it looks a little bit overwhelming at the moment, don't don't be concerned. Later on in future episodes, I'm going to talk to you about another tool called Health Passport, and I'll share with you some of the stuff that's related specifically to the personal activity intelligence um, software, which is for a later episode when I start talking with, in our show coming up, Professor Wisloff and our TV show coming up uh, when season one begins, probably in October of 2020, depending on when you're listening to this. So what a great time in history we are. What is possible now has never been available before. Reason number four has remained a health secret to most of us around the world, whether you're a parent listening to this, whether you're a school-age child listening to this, whether you're someone who doesn't have children, but you're interested in physical health. The power of instant feedback and tracking your heart rate is the most significant thing that you can possibly learn. This episode today, I don't want to spend all of the time going into all the particularly things around personal activity intelligence points and your active heart fitness score, which in medical terms, if you've listened to this show before, you know it's called cardiorespiratory fitness score. But what we want to say is this, there has never been a time where you can get before in history, where you can get instantaneous feedback, but the problem becomes in my opinion, is that just tracking your heart rate and seeing a heart rate graph on the screen is of no value to anyone unless you know how to interpret that and change it into physical health outcomes so it lowers your risk of, remember what we're focusing on here, the two major killers, cardiovascular disease and cancer. And that's where we're going to meet with Professor Wisloff. So why don't we go ahead and do this? Before I close out today's show, I'm going to give you just a few minutes of one of my interviews with Professor Ulrich Wisloff from Norway and just a little bit of an insight on what you're going to get when our new TV show starts or season one, where I think we're going to end up having about 20 episodes in season one. And I'm so looking forward to it. But let me introduce you to him now. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Finish off today with my conversation, a small snippet of my conversation with Professor Wisloff. Bye for now. I mean, high means that, uh, or what I have been wondering about the last uh, 20 years was how can we quantify physical activity in, a, in an understandable way? Because yeah. uh, the health authorities, we ha I just had this discussion with the health authorities in Norway. You have to do ex vigorous exercise, 150 minutes per week, but what is vigorous 
Yes. Nobody understands that. No, they don't. And, uh, yeah, and um, and so on. So a long story short was that um, everyone agrees that heart rate uh, reflects your body and your kid's body's response to any physical activity. Yeah. And then I thought, can we make something meaningful out of uh, heart rate that is related to health outcome? Because heart rate is also meaningless if you can't relate it to something. It, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, what, so we had this, um, I had this idea and we tested 5,000 people on a treadmill uh, in a, in a health survey. 5,000. So that's, it's a crazy job. We used uh, one and a half year to do, to do this and they were aged uh, 20 to actually 13 to 90 years. Uh, and uh, we were able to make this, uh, or we were studying the heart rate pattern over a week and we tried to, can we link that to a health score or a health uh, stages? And we, we were able to do that. So, so we, we observed that those that had a certain uh, heart rate pattern, they had good cardiovascular health and those that did not, or had a different uh, uh, heart rate pattern over a week, they had poor um, uh, cardiovascular health. And then we graded this into a score from zero to 100 and above. Yeah. And we saw that, uh, so that was the pi points. Uh, so pie, tell, tell people what pi stands for. Mm, that's what? personal activity intelligence. Yeah. So okay. that's, Did you come up with that? Because that's the best no. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come up with that name. I thought it was stupid in the beginning. No, I like it. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we called it physical activity index or personal activity index. But anyway, that doesn't matter. I like so, it. I, 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 I was captured by it. Personal yeah. activity intelligence. I thought it was good. So yeah, I like it now as well. <laughs> okay, that is good. That's, that's a good thing. So it is um, the, um, the software that you have, which is now available. And did I read somewhere that the application, the mobile application, has been downloaded like 9 million times or something? Is that right? And it's probably more because you have um, you have a lot of users in China. So I think it's uh, wow. money uh, more like, than twenty like billion. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you keep going. Sorry, go. Yeah. No, the, and the good thing with this uh, scoring system was that we we could go back to the eighties because we had the data in in people from the eighties yeah, in the hunt data. So we could plot those data and we could follow these individuals because in Norway we have this. Uh, complete uh, mortality follow-up. So we know that uh, he died from this and her died from that. So, yeah. so we could follow them and we saw that those that stayed above 100, they, they lived much longer than uh, those that um, had below 100 pi at, uh, on a regular basis. So, so that's a good thing. And then we developed the app. And um, the good thing with the, with the Pi Health app is that it's uh, as long as you have a variable that shares... Uh, your heart rate data to the app, then you can use the app for free, which is which is the that's the main reason this can come become a new world standard for physical activity tracking. Because if only Apple had it, yeah. it would have been lost because then Fitbit users couldn't use it and so on.